morning. Thank you for joining this morning. Being aware of awareness practice. We'll hear three bells. One, as soon as I'm done speaking. Second, 30 minutes from now, and the final bell, one hour from now. So just noticing a breath. Noticing it's been happening. Our attention may not have been on the breath until now. It's been on something else. And just notice that shift. In attention. From where it was. To that U-turn. That, that inward attention. Which effortlessly sees the entirety of the breath. There's no struggle or efforting to to know the fullness of the breath. No matter if the breath is shallow or deep, that to know is it right there. And we can notice that that which notices the breath is not affected by the breath. We can notice that that which notices the breath is there before the breath during the breath and after the exhalation. That noticing. That awareness that awakeness awakeness as in we're not unconscious <laughs> we are conscious consciousness is happening 
conscious breath is happening. Notice that there's a an ease. A restfulness. Just a gentle noticing of what is here. share a poem from Shalann Harkin from her book, Susceptible to Light. It's called Arranged Marriage. This life is an arranged marriage between you and your own soul. You might resist this for years, rebel against it and throw a huge fit I wanted him. What about her? When you finally get into that bridal chamber, you'll discover every intimacy with the other. 
is found here.
So I'll share a little bit from chapter we're contemplating this week in Heart Explorations, uh, chapter 11, Tune into the Awakeness. Each morning, something seemingly wakes up from sleep. We just assume this is me, which is a sense of being someone. It feels like I am awake. If we really slow things down and look at what happens when we wake up, we can see that there is this awakeness present even before our eyes open and before the thought, I am awake now comes. In truth, all we really know for sure is that something is awake. Some sentience is here, seems to wake up. Some intelligence is here and is aware of its surroundings. If we can disregard thinking about what we are, then we will notice that all we really know is that something woke up and that this basic sense of awakeness is with us throughout the day until we go to sleep at night.
Helen Hamilton writes, as we focus on this awakeness only, we will find peace. But what if we hold on to the idea that I am awake? We will be perpetuating this sense of being a separate person. We do not have any proof at all that we are a person, that this person woke up this morning. All we know for sure is that something woke up and we don't know what. It is enough to not know. Stay in the basic sense of awakeness of that which woke up. of that which was here before the thought came in. But I'm awake now. I'm gonna start my day. I wonder what I will do. If we look really closely, those were all thoughts that were added on. Mamana Maharshi called them add-ons. Anything that you did not come in with <laughs> when you were born is an add-on. And by unceasingly noticing the add-ons, we unceasingly dissolve the ego, that separate sense of self, of I, of a person, which gets whispered in and on top of and under the awakeness that is there first to hear the thought, I am awake now, I am a person, I am gonna go about my day. So we automatically believe what we do not see. Can we in our direct experience see the experience of becoming awake and knowing that all we really know is that something woke up. Something had been unconscious, something came into consciousness. We don't actually know what that is. It is enough to not know. Stay in this basic sense of awakeness.
So the only way that this idea, this persistent idea that has been around for, I imagine, millennia, but in our existences, right, decades and decades and decades, the only way to defeat that idea is to see it. Can't let go of what we don't see. We automatically believe what we do not see. So as we sit here right now, listening to these words, is there a sense that I am meditating? There's a person here doing meditation. Is that your current sense? Is that idea playing in the foreground, middle ground or the background? Can we find the idea? Can we find the arising? Or is it just always there so persistently that it, it doesn't look like an arising? It just looks like how it is. I have yet to notice a thought which announces itself as a thought. This is just a thought. You don't have to believe me. This is just made up shit. Go ahead. Go about your, go about your being this business. So we have to feel for the more subtle sense. Is there a, a more subtle sense? I'm a person. I'm an ant on a porch. Who did these things yesterday, he'll do this thing tomorrow. Is there that sense? Is that belief present? So the first step is always to see if awareness can land on it. It's because we automatically believe what we do not see. So Helen Hamilton says, if we hold on to the idea, I am awake, I am aware, I am meditating, we will be perpetuating this sense of being a separate person. She says, we do not have any proof at all that we are a person or that this person woke up this morning. Do you have any proof that you are a person or that you 
the person woke up this morning? What is mind offering by way of proof? It might be something like, don't be silly, push your person. It could be something like, I'm pretty sure I'm the one meditating. I don't know who else would be meditating right now. I'm the one on the porch. Can we listen for how that sense of a separate self arises in our direct and conscious experience right now? Can we catch it in the act? We are not trying to get rid of that. We are willing to become aware of that. Have it step right into the light, front and center. We welcome this scene. We cannot let go of something we don't see. We can't let go of something that we suppress or that we ignore or that we pretend isn't there or that we wish wouldn't be there. Maybe there's a desire that this sense of a separate person, an independent entity, maybe we just wish it weren't there. Okay, let's let awareness fall on that. How does it show up in your experience? What are the words you hear in your mind? What I can hear is, yeah, yeah, sure, it's all good now, but you're, you sure do forget quick. <laughs> and there's like this sense that it doesn't count. The scene of the sense of a separate person and then being able to let that go and see that there's just actually aliveness here. There's only what's looking. It's not a person doing the looking. It's just what's looking. It's just the awakeness that awoke this morning. It didn't then wake up the person. It may have then been present when thoughts arose, but there's a person. But that's what we're inviting awareness to land on.
So again, this is from chapter 11 that we're contemplating in Helen Hamilton's book, Dissolving the Ego. It's called Tuning into the Awakeness. And again, each morning, something seemingly wakes up from sleep. We just assume that this is me, which is a sense of being someone. That's what we're looking for, the sense of being. We're not, try, we're not trying to not see it. We're not trying to pretend it's not here. We're not trying to will it away. Is it true in your direct experience? There's an assumption that there's a me, a sense of being someone. Does it feel like, sure, waking up happened, but I am awake. And Helen Hamilton writes, if we really slow things down and look at what happens when we wake up in the morning, we can see that there is this awakeness present even before our eyes open and even before the thought, ah, I'm awake now, comes. Like something catches the thought. The thought doesn't land on the void. There's some sentience here that seems to wake up. Some intelligence is here, who's aware of its surroundings. So she writes, if we can disregard thinking about what we are, then we will notice that all we really know is that something woke up and that this basic sense of awakeness is with us throughout the day until we go to sleep at night. And we are slowing that down. We are not disregarding that thinking. We are looking right at it. We're not pushing it away. We are trusting that awareness alone is curative and that our only prayer is let awareness land on it. Awareness separates the wheat from the chaff. What is false falls away in the light of awareness. And what is true has never left.
So Helen Hamilton goes on to write, as you move about the day, thoughts will come and go and distract attention to the sense of being me, the me that is living life. It is important to take time each day to notice that the sense of awakeness that we noticed first is still here. We have to be awake and conscious or we can have thoughts run through our brain. We have to be awake to even get distracted. Notice how you always have this sense of awakeness with you during the day. This is in fact, why it is called the waking state. Stay in that simplicity and make no attempt to define what you are. So thoughts come, question, is the, did the awakeness just see that? Is the awakeness still here? Stay in that simplicity. As Ms. Argadada says, attention is love. We are showering attention on that awakeness that woke up this morning. can notice whether mind wants to claim the awakeness, the look up. Does it want to say my awakeness? Really? 
you made it. <laughs> really? Did you wake up the awakeness? So if we slow it way down, what was noticed was that awakeness was present. The awakeness was there for the my thought, for the claiming. The awakeness is what sees the claiming. And we can notice that the awakeness doesn't seem to be the least bit bothered by the claiming. It's just not an accurate description of the awakeness. We can check for ourselves whether the awakeness just is. There's no my to it. Awakeness is happening. Awakeness is still here. Awakeness is what's going to see that next thought. And if it is seen, it will not be fully believed. If it is not seen, it will go right in. We automatically believe what we do not see.
Paul Hamilton writes, over time, it will become apparent that awakeness is awake, that we cannot find any entity called me that is awake. Maybe we do that right now. We all, we're all aware we hear these words. We're, we're right here. And if there's this sense of, a, of me, separate self, Helen Hamilton says, over time it will become apparent that awakeness is awake, but we cannot find any entity called me that is awake. Okay, let's notice the awakeness, right? Woke up this morning, the sentience, the awareness was there. It is still here now. It is what's hearing these words. Let's look for this, this sense of me. This me thought. We can maybe hear the thought. Let's go find the me. Let's turn attention around. find the source of the me thought. So imagined independent entity that needs to be defended, needs things a certain way. Needs to believe emotions mean something about me. Believes that fear is real. Sends me a signal I need to respond to. Why else would I need to respond to fear? Unless there's a me in there that's threatened. Let's find the me. Let's find that separate self. Let's not, let's take Helen Hamilton's statements as a pointing, not as a fact. It's not a fact in our direct experience right now. It's not helpful. If it's not true for us, it can't be said to be true. It doesn't deserve that label. Can we find a separate me? The I and the I am awake. Like awakeness is an attribute of me. Just like asleepness is an attribute of me during the night, God willing. So we do that inner looking and we sweep that flashlight, that big searchlight all around. Do we find a me? Do we ever find a me? Have we ever found this independent entity?
What do we find? If we don't find a me, a little separate self in there, what do we find? Do we not find a spacious, open, luminous awakeness? That what woke that which woke up this morning. This aliveness, this awareness. life, it's life force energy. Can you confirm that in your direct experience? That when the awakeness looks for some separate I that is awake, this me, it's not found. What is found? <laughs> it's a weakness. So is it true for us that over time it will become apparent that a awakeness is awake, but we cannot find any entity called me that is awake? that one of those pointings that you can put a little tick next to, check. Yes, this has been seen. This has been confirmed in my own experience. Helen Hamilton goes on to write, by tuning into the pure sense of being awake, we are automatically dissolving the separate sense of self that feels I am awake. It is that simple. We are either perpetuating the sense of being someone or dissolving it. We dissolve it or perpetuate it with our focus. Attention is really our only faculty and our only choice to what to put attention on. Let me read that again. Attention is really our only faculty and our only choice is what to put attention on. Attention is really our only faculty and our only choice is what to put attention on. We can either put it on truth or falsehood. You must come to a decision point. A decision point of deep conviction you want only truth 
and maintain your focus on it long enough consistently until there is no ability, seemingly lost sight of truth left in you. Read that paragraph one more time. Over time, it will become apparent that awakeness is awake, but we cannot find any entity called me that is awake. By tuning into the pure sense of being awake, we are automatically dissolving the separate sense of self that feels I am awake. It is that simple. We are either perpetuating the sense of being someone or dissolving it. We dissolve it, we'll perpetuate it, our focus. Attention is really our only faculty and our only choice is what to put the attention on. We can either put it on truth or falsehood. You must come to a decision point of deep conviction that you want only truth and then maintain your focus on it long enough consistently until there's no ability to seemingly lose sight of truth left in you. 